to another Corny Globe Theater. Another to the last. <laughs> the last for this year. That was supposed to be a scary voice. And yeah, it, it worked me. out. Worked out. I see the fear in your eyes, Murray. I see the fear. Right. This is the last main episode for. Uh, this is it for this year. Yeah, for this October year. is over. We're going back to action. And uh, hey, people that I think we we've been doing great. We've been knocking it out of the park, Griff, with the downloads for for this month. Yeah. So I think we've been picking up some horror people. And I just gotta say, stick around because the best is yet to come. We we can we we're just proving we can do it all. Oh yeah. I, I, it's shocking. We are amazed. Whenever we look back at the catalog we've already collected, it's like, well, there's nothing left. We have so much more shit planned. Right. It, it's just, it's a Jenga tower that's infinitely growing. You know, Oreos yeah. to the moon here with content. It's too much. Even this month, we, yeah, we've done a tippy tap. Today is too much. We've done a tippy tap ev- for every week, haven't we? Almost, yeah. Oh, you know what? We missed one because there's going to be five. Uh, there would have been five weeks worth, yeah. and we're going to end up with four Tippy Tap episodes this month. Really, four? Yeah, because oh, uh, already released. Right. I forgot about our award-winning uh, Renegade one we did last week. I already yeah. forgot about it. I already forgot about it. There's just too much good. Too much. Too much good, you know? Too much. Oh, speaking you're of welcome. speaking of so much good, Murray. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, I got to ask you some a serious-ass question here. I hate when you do this to me, Griff. Why do you always put me on the spot? Why? I, I just stop it. People need to hear how the cogs work in Murray's brain. They need they need fast action questions. But don't worry, I usually rifle a hard one at you, a fastball right at your eyeballs. It's a softball, man. You ready for this? Mm, okay. What is your favorite milkshake? I'm glad you asked me that, Griff. Yeah, but I'm not going to answer that. You're, no comment. Nope. No. You've been asking for eat every time we leave the fucking studio and walk over to the couch to watch the wrestling. You're like, why? Why all the hard questions? You're not gonna answer that. No, I'm not. I'm just gonna write down chocolate. I'm very upset, Griff. You're, what are you upset? You know why? About? Because I learned this week that there will be no great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, on network TV. Are you fucking serious? Apple bought the Charlie Brown catalog. And now, if you ever want to watch Charlie Brown ever again, you have to buy their shitty streaming service. I am not faking right now. Are you serious? I am not faking now. I am serious. <laughs> and it it's upsetting because this literally, like, is I've literally seen this. This show, this show has been on Halloween literally my whole life. I'm 46 years old. And it's always been there for me every Halloween. Dude, I fucking love that. I grew up watching that every Halloween, too. All yeah. the Charlie Brown specials just fucking yeah, were amazing. No, no more. Unless you want to pay fucking Apple. Pay, pay the ghost of Steve Jobs. You know, Fuck you, Apple. God, I hate America so much. This is what I hate about America. It's the little things. They're just nickel and diamond us to death, Grove. Oh, God. You can't so even bad. have, like... like and it, it it is just and the irony of it is like how much Charlie Brown's so much about commercialization. Like the whole Charlie Brown Christmas special is about the commercialization of Christmas. Yeah. And which makes me laugh because that 
that fucking special is like 55 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's no with the commercialization 55 years ago compared to now. Yeah. I mean, there's already Christmas shit in stores right now. We're not even at Halloween yet. Oh, yeah. I, I had to buy us some preserves because we're, we're like bunkering down for content today. A, so, lot of, a lot of material. So, like, the irony of it. Like, they don't even get it. Like, it's like... That's, Charlie Brown hates you, Apple. I, I fucking hate it. You know, the the WWE fucking thing has ads in it now. So I'm paying them to put ads in. Yeah, and there's, I know. Ugh, it's great. It's just, it's all just so shitty. We're going to a new horrible age of TV viewing with everything splitting up. Well, but I guess they got to because they can't. The movie theaters are all closed down, so they got to keep that money coming in. You got to get on know. the gravy trade, Murray. I don't know, but uh, it reminds me of the crow, Griff. You know, that's a horrible segue. But it was, I had to get back on the. Crow. You're, you're not known for segues. You're known for fumbling on easy questions. That's what you're known uh, for. No comment. <laughs> so the crow, Griff. It's based on the comic book <laughs> from Thank our you. from hometown hero, a boy from here, James Obar. I remember I used to see him all the time at the comic cons back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine him looking like Neil Gaiman. No, not at all. <laughs> he uh, he's balding. He was balding. I haven't seen the guy in like twenty some odd. I don't know if he's still alive. To be honest, I with thought him. you guys went to the same barber shop. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because he had kind of Hulk Hogan hair. It was kind of like oh, I feel yeah. bad for because the guy was like obviously you can tell by the the this, the movie and the comic he was into goth type shit. Yes, yes. But he wasn't like he wasn't wearing like bondage gear or any weird sort of like makeup or anything. But mm. I could tell that was like where he came from. And so he was like, so it's, it's a little sad for those guys because, you know, when you, your hair is a big part of the whole goth thing, and he's kind yeah. of thinning a little. I'm just surprised you've got any kind of sympathy for him because of your, uh, you know, <laughs> hair issues, long hair, 30, well, 30 plus. Nang, nang, well, <laughs> well, if you've got a Nang Chen, it's all right. Okay. But he didn't. His was kind of wispy. Oh, my God. And uh, Your rules on hair are like our tax laws here. <laughs> They're just weaving and Whining everywhere. So, getting well, it's not about his hair. It's about the man. So, he wrote The Crow. I remember my fucking best friend was obsessed with this comic. I, I was okay. I was fine. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the other thing that makes me happy about doing this movie, doing the research for this movie, I found out, Griff, that I own... The very first appearance of the crow. He first appeared in a comic called Dead World, which was Walking Dead 15 years before Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It's like 100 fucking bucks. I have two copies of it. Two. So, so I'm happy. Are they sealed up and boarded? They're all sealed and boarded and all that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. All right. I haven't touched them in like 30 years. Uh, getting back to the comic. So <laughs> the comic, and, and I guess what happened was Mr. Obar, his girlfriend died in a car crash. And this was his way of kind of getting over it. So he wrote the story about this crow that brought a guy back to life. I don't know how that correlates to a woman dying in a car crash. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then a couple years later, I guess he got optioned. He made some money. I'm going to use the word alleged because I don't – Scuttlebutt, you know, the, the, the fucking comic people – the yeah. Yentas, they they got their rumors. I heard the dude got strung out on heroin after he made his Ooh. fucking money. But that's the rumor. I'm going to say alleged. I, don't I, know I really sure. hope not. Especially since the movie especially made a whole point of like, hey, drugs are bad. Yeah. I mean, the crow fucking squeezed heroin out of someone's arm. Morphine. Morphine, yeah. I thought I just assumed heroin because well, of the day and age we live yeah. in. Yeah. 
And uh, but I, I think he's better now. I think he went through a rough patch. When, cause, well, because I think he was all fucked up because of Brandon Lee dying and all that shit. That's, oh shit, that's just and, crazy. Yeah. And uh, I promised a hot take last week on this movie. Did it cool uh, down over the week? No, it's still boiling hot. I think we're gonna get hate mail. <laughs> boiling hot. <laughs> uh, Don't boil your facts. I, uh, my opinion on this is my hot take on this is if if Brandon Lee tragically hadn't died, no one would give a fuck about this movie. I don't. I just. I, I definitely if, wouldn't have made like three. I don't. I think there were three or four maybe sequels. There was a TV show. I don't think it would have had. Every movie has its cult following. Fuck for Christ's sake, we love Samurai Cop. All yeah, right, yeah. everyone has it, but I don't. I didn't think it would never be anywhere near as big. Yeah, I, I you see. You're referring to it in the context of growing up with it because I don't think of the Crow. Like I know of the Crow. I didn't even realize it had sequels. I think you're, you know, projecting that. I've never that. seen any of them. Well, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, but when you talk about it was huge and had too big of a cult following because of the whole Brandon Lee incident. It wasn't huge, but it wouldn't have been as big as it was. Right. But, yeah, I still think, like, I don't, I don't fucking care. know that. I think cause it, was, it, was, it was huge news when he died because right. it, that shit never happens on a right. movie set. So it was like, And it kind of resembled how his dad died, right? Didn't Bruce die in a weird accident like that, too, on well, a set? Well, yeah, he was murdered, much like Brandon Lee, because he knew too much. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I got, I'm not knocking fucking Brandon Lee. He's fine in this movie. I don't, he would, I don't think he'd ever be. He, he didn't have what his dad had. He never would be a big star. Oh, no. He didn't have that intensity that his dad had. He's perfectly fine. I'm sure he seems like a very nice person. Last time we talked about him, he was practically measuring the inseam of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> But I just don't. He didn't have what I think. I think if he was alive today, he'd probably be making Crow sequels <laughs> and and he Doing would be comic like, cons with he, thinning hair. He would be in the comic cons <laughs> and he would uh, he would be one of those guys that would star in straight to video movies and yes. then just be the buddy in. Yeah. Mainstream movies, C- which is C- fine. Movies. Better than what we're doing. Well, Murray, I got to let you know because you, you gave a fact. I'm going to give a couple facts here. Uh, this movie punched up by one of our favorites, John DeHart. I heard that rumor. You heard that rumor. I started it. But, uh, I heard it. <laughs> but the interesting thing is I know for a fact this role was written for John DeHart. Like, really? Yeah. That I did not hear. I knew he punched it up because yeah. they felt like it was getting too dark and they needed some that patented DeHart yeah. humor to lighten the mood. They knew back then that to make a good comic movie, you need a little lighthearted fun in there. Well, right. They it's, did a, it. it's fucking it's superhero shit. Yeah. It's got to be fun. And they said, who writes the hottest jokes? And they were they just happened to be at Vinny's at the time. And the whole restaurant was just in fucking tears because John DeHart he was, was in the back. He was holding court like he usually does. Yep, yep. All the ladies were just laughing, just looking lovingly on him. So when we do some of the reads in this movie today, we're going to use a copy that uh, it only released We managed on, to get a copy of the DeHart script. Yeah, it's on Laserdisc. And, of yeah. course, uh, until Brandon Lee's tragic death, they actually filmed it with John DeHart behind the makeup. And so that's what we're going to be reading. I heard that they in. did a lot of CGI where they covered John DeHart's face. Mm-hmm. I heard. I heard they brought him in. It's weird because they filmed it with John DeHart, and then they fired him, and then they brought him back to do the 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 pickups for the scenes they didn't have because obviously uh, Brandon I, died. It wasn't that he was fired; it's just with the Brandon dying, he was like, "Well, you know what I say? This get, movie's got to get made. Got to get made, and you, let's give it to the kid. Let's just give it to the kid." Felt bad about it. Well, John DeHart, he's a, he's a giver. He just cares. Giver. Well, Murray rambled forever again. 
So why don't we give some people some some of that hot 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 trailer trailer? I'm rambling. <laughs> All right, people. Here it is: the movie that turned your little sister goth. <laughs> Brandon Lee in The Crow. Devil's Night is upon us again. <laughs> For a little party. Start a bunch of fires, make a little profit. When someone's dead, they can't come back, can they? That's what I thought. Are you referring to anyone in particular? You know, my daddy used to say, every man's got a devil. You can't rest till you find him. Winked at me before he jumped out a fourth floor window like he had wings. This link between the land of the living and the realm of the dead. Someone killed the crow. Call, call, bang, I'm dead! The best the devils did. I felt how awful goodness People once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, something so bad happens that a terrible sadness is carried with it and the soul can't rest. Then sometimes, just sometimes, the crow can bring that soul back the wrong things right. All right, welcome back, and we're going back to some familiar territory. Highlander 2, Detroit, RoboCop. Detroit has been in so many movies lately. Because it's an important city. It doesn't get the credit it deserves. It is important. So if you have never seen the Detroit skyline, this is it. This is it. Gothic buildings everywhere. Gothic buildings everywhere. And on Devil's Night, the city is on fire. I mean, we've been building that up all October, and it's just true. It's just true. We don't lie to you. Yeah. Well, we learned that uh, from our buddy Taffy, who grew up in the Midwest, too, that Devil's Night is a Midwest thing, apparently. Yes. Yes. She knew what it was. She grew up in Indiana, and she knew what it was. Yeah. So, yes, we burn everything down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I want to clear something up because I think our buddy Stuart, who lives over in, on, on the other side of the pond, as they say. Sure, sure. Okay, here's what happened. This is what Devil's Night's about. Okay. I, we know we, we hate to break it to us. We do not have, it does not look like Gotham. Detroit does not look like Gotham City. There's no statues holding up uh, Planetari- uh, planetariums. Planetariums, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the, what happened was when 
first of all, the, the whole t- t- fucking fire thing that was a very much an eighties like nineties thing. Like they didn't, they, I they even did anybody set shit on fire on Devil's? They didn't even do anything on Devil's no. Night anymore. No, because when I was a little kid, it was like you threw fucking eggs at a fucking window. You toilet paper, you toilet paper the trees. Yeah. You writing soap on the window. Yep. Like, fuck face, you know. And then it got crazy dark in the eighties. But here's the thing, Detroit. Nobody, no like buildings in the the downtown area of Detroit were set on fire. What happens is you had the neighborhoods around Detroit, and there was tons of abandoned buildings because yeah. after the riots, the white people got scared shitless and took the fuck off. So you had all these abandoned houses. That's what people were setting on fire. Yes. So it was, you know, and, but the, what sucked was there'd be people living next to an abandoned house and then their house would catch fire. Right. But nobody was like setting buildings on fire or like setting houses on fire that someone was living in. Like that, <laughs> man, that, that's want to calm everything down. But that's, that's the thing of the past now. They don't even, I don't, I can't remember the, they don't even talk about Devil's Night anymore. Here. No, no, I, I haven't heard anything. Kids but I, just I, got an app where they just like set shit on fire on their app. I mean, I haven't been watching ABC because they're not even putting up the fucking Peanuts Halloween special anymore. That, that is infuriating. I'm not going to get over that today. I'm going to be complaining uh, about uh, it all day. Get get Apple Plus or whatever, and I guess you can watch No, it. fuck all that. Actually, they gave me Apple Plus when I bought this iPad, and I said, nah, I'm good. Could have got it for free for a year. No, thank you. Fuck off, Apple. So we're out in the open. We're, the city's on fire, and we get this mo- oh, this monologue from this, this beautiful cherubic child. Oh, yeah. We came out of the trailer with that monologue, Murray. Don't worry. Do we? It. Okay, yeah. good, because I don't want to talk about it. I don't either. So we're we're look right now, and and by the way, it's not raining every fucking. We're not like Seattle. It's not raining all no. the time in Detroit. I mean, we get we get a lot of rain like in May, I think. Well, we get rain, but it's not like fucking constant. Yeah, this, this movie. movie I, I know it, you were saying that. Did you did your voice, did your mind change in this movie because you hated it last week? It was not as bad. Like I literally made it. 10 minutes into the movie, my first watch through when I was, let's say, 18. Okay. This time, I got through it. I enjoyed parts of it. But it's also because I watched the John DeHart Laserdisc version. Okay. And just when when you realize that talent that was behind it makes it a little better. You you didn't know about it. You were just a babe. You didn't know about the... John DeHart at that time. I, di- I didn't understand anything. I Last time I saw it was whatever, 25, 26 years ago when it was in the theater. So it was a new experience for me. I'm Switzerland on it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's perfectly adequate movie. A little too stylized for me. Uh, this is this is where why I kind of tuned out to life in the 90s, like music, movies. Everything got too stylized for me. I like that gritty, like real kind of fucking vibe. And this was like like we were saying, this is Gotham basically. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't recognize this. Just shit. a little too much going on. Too much wetness and lighting, like a beautiful John Hart lighting. Yeah. But it was a little over the top. Balconies just going to nowhere. It, it was a, it was a little too much. I I, I saw catwalks uh, everywhere. It, catwalks is what I meant to say. Yeah. And yeah. it, it, like you saw some hoverboards going around. Train like in the middle. There, there is no train that goes through the middle of Detroit. Oh, actually, there is now. Oh, is there? No. Oh, oh, the Q line. Oh, the Q line. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Q and on line. I, I love the Q line. Oh my God, we're so off track already. Well, it was like. Uh, like they had like an L train. Like yes, we have this this pathetic thing called the People Mover, which oh, is the like People which Mover, which is like it's fucking, terrifying. It's a monorail. Yeah, it's like, but it's like it's like the monorail from The Simpsons. It yes. goes nowhere, and it it's rickety as all fuck. 
It, but you know, it's and you watch this and you think it's like Chicago with like the L line. No, we don't have that. It's no. this pathetic thing that goes in a loop. Fucking no, it's the terrible. trolley from Mister Rogers is fucking more elaborate than fucking <laughs> this thing. It was like Detroit because we're the Motor City. We put no investment in any kind of public transportation. No. We have buses, but that's that's a mess. That's a mess. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, we got we got we're looking at Highlander. We're looking at parking lots everywhere because of course we know the Illages. They own all of Detroit, and they just well, tear the, down the ones houses. that Dan Gilbert doesn't own. He oh yeah, what Ga- what Gilbert doesn't own, Illich owns, and so uh, we're we're this movie actually opens up with just some, throw you right into it. Yeah, with some Illich just fucking trying to uh, stomp a mud hole in a homeowner's ass, as Stone Cold would say. Well, no, we're just we're just at, we're after that. We're at the scene of the crime. Oh, yeah. I thought we got glimpses of them talking about, we want you out of here, boy. I no, thought that. we got no? none of that. None of we don't that? Know, we don't know what's going on. All we know is a crime has just occurred. I, they're, they're, they're wrapping a body up, and we got the black guy from Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a beat cop because, you know, he cared, He did his job too well, so they had to push him. Now, you know, he was a detective, and then he just, you know, he cared too much, so they had to go. You're you're out of order. Give me your gun and badge. And they made him a beat cop. That's how it always happens. And so they're in there in this apartment, just rifling through all the CDs and mm. shit. And they're like, look at this. Look at this. What the fuck is this? The Apple soundtrack. What kind of creep is this? And they're like, hey man, there's a wedding dress here. Who the fuck gets married on Halloween? Some kind of fucking freak. Oh boy. And then we see a little Avril Lavigne. She's rolling up. Like, hey, skater boy. I want you. Uh, Mur- Murray, I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed it. Whenever they show her skateboarding, full shot of her skateboarding, uh-huh. it's Darby Allen. Darby Allen. He fits right in there. He swaps right out with a nine-year-old girl. got that reference. <laughs> and so she's like, hey, skater boy. And the guy's like, can I help you, young lady? Well, no. Oh, wait, Shelly! And we see this lovely young lady. She's getting carted out. She's at death's door. They're putting her in the ambulance. And she's like, Shelly, Shelly, what's happened? And then uh, Albrick is Ernie Hudson's character's name. He's like, mm-hmm. young lady, she'll she'll be all right. Don't worry about it. We see that uh, uh, Sarah, the uh, Shelly? Shelly. Okay, because it's two S names. Shelly is like, Eric, Eric, where, what happened to Eric? We see that Eric has died. He's splattered on the fucking Oh, yeah, we, we already saw that. Shelly doesn't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, Albrecht just lie, straight up lies to Sarah. Oh, he's doing great. Yeah, uh, there's the thing about when... Disgusting to Sarah. <laughs> and he's, just like, <laughs> he's like pushing it underneath this, yeah. like, this blanket. Like, don't, no, you don't see anything. And she's and so she's a dumb kid. She believes it. And she's like, don't worry, Shelly. Eric's fine. Just... Stay safe. Well, that's what Albert told her. Yeah. Sarah, on the other hand, is a smart kid, oh, what you're talking about, sure. because she, as soon as they cart uh, Shelly off, it's very hard to remember two S things. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get uh-huh. dog. I forget every fucking uh-huh. name. Ah, yeah. But uh, Sarah, she's actually, when Albert get, when she gets a moment with Albert, she's just like, look, I know you just lied to her. Why'd you lie to her? Because I saw, I saw fucking Eric's exploded corpse <laughs> yeah. on the ground. His arms over there. Yeah, yeah, really. There. She's like, his I fuck- got his head right here. Yeah. <laughs> his yeah. head's right here. And uh, he's like, well, you know, we, just, we don't want to. And she, Sarah was just like, she's dead too, isn't she? And Albrecht's like, shit. <laughs> this little girl's got it all figured out. Ugh. She's going to be dead 30 hours later. 
She's, she is a, she has an excruciating death. She is a Eric just horrible. fucking dies yeah. instantly. Well, yeah, he exploded on that ground. One year later. One whole year later. It's enough time for the crow to get ready because the magical crow decides it is time yeah. to visit the grave. I, it happens in like that opening monologue, I think, where Sarah is explaining to us that sometimes when love is true enough, it's like a Snow White story <laughs> or something, that a crow will come and, and call avenge us, death. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I didn't get. I was confused by that. That whole thing is weird. And so we see a bit. Hey, look, dude, if you're in Detroit. You're eating a hot dog. Oh, but you're eating a fucking coney dog. Yes, which these motherfuckers know nothing about. Apparently, the makers of this movie. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do a movie in Detroit, just go to Lafayette or, Amer- or American Coney's. No, you just go to Lafayette. Well, yeah, you're no, a douchebag. You go to America. No, you go to Lafayette. But right. I'm saying, just <laughs> one of the two. If you're gonna do, if right. you're gonna do a hot dog scene, you gotta do. Well, it. Well, there's five million fucking Coney Islands in the Detroit area. Yes, you can go but anywhere. You have but, to do it right. Well, right. So you got to go to one of those two because they're the, like right. the main two. Yes. Excuse me. Get off my hot dog horse You go here. to Lafayette, by the way. You do go to Lafayette. And he's getting a hot dog, and he's giving some hot dog etiquette. He's like, no, no, you got to put the fucking mustard on this way. Like, come on. You're talking to a hot dog vendor here? But, hey, these guys these guys go way back. He's constantly getting hot. We don't have hot dog stands like this anyway, by <laughs> no, the way. I wish we, we did, though, where it's just like that booth that's set up on the street side, and they have little uh, chairs, high chairs, and every, high chairs, stools. So when we hear in the distance, we hear some Avril Ravine. You're not going to reveal the secrets of how to assemble a hot dog? Just put mustard on it. On where? That's know. very, you got to put the mustard underneath the dog. Well, first of all, if they're talking, they're talking about Detroit hot dog etiquette. It's chili, mustard, onions. Yes. That's a coney dog, people. and they're all on top. By the way, that is a that is a coney dog. Yes, you must have all three. If you don't, it's not a coney. Exactly. Sarah rolls up. No onions. Like, and you notice, like, what was she was just like gnawing on a bun? Like, she's not, like, it's like this learn, girl just learned how to eat like this morning. She's like, <sighs> I, 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 I'm like. I don't know that act. The girl was very bad actor. Well, I'm yeah, gonna call it out. You and suck, her, little girl. Her whole thing about no onions it makes you fart. <laughs> John DeHart joke right there <laughs> makes you fart. Uh, I never eat onions after five o'clock because uh, the gas. So while they're farting it up at this hot dog <laughs> stand. Eric, the the crow is just landed on his tombstone, yep. and then he just emerges. Like fucking, he's ready to tackle Linnea Quigley. That's how fucking he emerges. They even have a shot that they like gave him a camera, so when he was like clawing out of the mud, like you're looking up like him. But clearly, too much water and mud got on the lens, so they were like, "Okay, we can't use any more than like two frames of that." But he rises from the grave. Well, that's going on. The, these fucking gangbang. I want to also mention all the <laughs> gangs in Detroit, all white. There are no black people in Detroit. We learned that from RoboCop, and we're learning it from the crow. Only black people is the one cop. Yep. That's it. Just well, like in I real mean, life. Yeah, Tintin. Yes. And so, <laughs> and we also learned in RoboCop, all the crime happens at arcades. There's nothing good happening at arcades. It's just the 90s. Everyone was blowing up arcades in the <laughs> 90s. It's just what you do. So they're blowing it up, fucking destroyed a perfectly good Seawolf 2 game. Oh, perfectly good. A nice cowboy hat. I call it, hat I call it Alan. You get that joke. Oh, fuck you. And then uh, Eric, get back to Eric. He strips yep. down for some reason. Yeah, they had his dress shirt. Okay, we already talked about it. He's exploded. 
His body is in smithereens, and somehow they packed them all they up. They did a Frankenstein on him. Yeah, they Frankensteined him. <laughs> they did a Phantom of the Paradise on him. <laughs> and they put him in the coffin. He comes out, but his pants, well, maybe he's doing like the whole crisscross, make you want to jump, jump thing, because his clothes were on backwards. You notice that? Dress shirt, backwards. Jeans, backwards. So he strips him off because he's like, this is ridiculous. I look like an idiot. Okay, so he's just stumbling around. He's just back. He's been dead for a year. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. He's like, this whole new world. (laughs) So he just follows the crow back to his old apartment. Yeah. And this is where we learn what happened. This is where we learn that the Illagers have hired this gang. uh, I forget what they call themselves, the Motor City Madman or something. Yeah, and they they are at their door, and they are uh, enforcing the new Illich rule, which is you can't live here anymore because we need a parking lot. This, right yeah, it's called gentrification. Griff. Yes, gentrification. So, so yeah, they burst in, and we learned that Shelly she was trying to help these fucking tenants, these squatters, fight for their rights, and they don't like that. So they're like eviction notice, bitches. And they just fucking attack Shelly immediately. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Eric had had, had a couple too many conies, too much onions, because yeah. he was in the toilet. Like, he was on the he toilet. Was like, he was just, like, straining. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, he was having a real hard time in there. Too many onions. He has for extra onions. And so With he's busy. Drinks. He doesn't know. So his girlfriend's being beaten and raped while he's in the toilet. Oh. Finally finishes. And he's like, he hears the screaming. He's like, did you hear the fucking conies too? Yeah. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? And they just, I think they just immediately just shoot him. Yeah, like they start, they rough him up a little bit because you see they pick up some of his poetry yeah. And they're reading that out, and he's like, you're reading it all wrong. You got to read it like <laughs> He's this. more upset about that than his girlfriend. He's like, <laughs> like, it's starting over. You got to say it like that. It doesn't work otherwise. But, yeah, they, they, uh, they start shooting him because right. it's just fun. They brought a gun. They're going to use it. You know, fun guy loves his gun. Wait, fun boy. Fun boy. Okay, let's let, – our four gangers here. We got fun boy. T-Bird. Yeah, T Bird, who is our balding guy, he was from the Warriors. Yes, he was come out and play guy from the Warriors. Yeah, so he's lost he's a little got... bit of hair these days. Well, no, but... he's rock, you know, bizarre. I mean, that was a very hot uh, hairstyle that Caesar cut, like the short bang. Yeah, George Clooney had it. Yeah, but I don't know why it was long on the sides. <laughs> <He> just <laughs> it was go. like it was a like Gallagher meets Caesar. Uh, he's just a little uncomfortable, you know. I don't know. It was it was disturbing. And then we have Tintin, our black guy, because yep. we, we always have multi-racial gangs. He's got, like, a blade thing going on. He loves knives, so yes. he's got all of his mall knives and, like, belts on belts <laughs> on belts. Trench coat full of knives, too. Right. Pretty cool, pretty cool. So we got Fun Boy. who just like having fun. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of, what's his name? Chop Top, I think his name is, from... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that, because he's got, like, a hippie look to him. Okay. A little bit of a uh, 60s vibe and I got. And we got Skank. Skank. He's just a lovable skank. He was like the Lenny of the group. He was, yeah. Yeah, they just bring him along for some reason. So they shoot the shit. Fun, fun guy. Fun, fun, fun guy. boy. Fun boy. Already fumbling names. He is a fun guy, but his name he is, is Fun yeah. Boy. Fun boy, you know, he, he brings the gun. So he shoots the shit out of Eric. And then they have this beautiful, like, clock window type thing. Big circular window to the... Because they're in, like, the attic of yeah. this building. So they throw they throw Eric out, and that's when he explodes into a million pieces. But right, and then yeah. they go to town on the, the girlfriend. Yeah. So 
Eric, he's just being bombarded with these fucking emotions and these flashbacks. Yeah. He was dead, so he doesn't remember any of this shit. Oh, yeah. And so he, he's just, like, going through the rubble of his house. His cat, Gabriel, still alive, just hanging around the house. And then he looks across the room, and he sees a half-filled bottle of Fago Red Pop. Oh, yeah. And that just makes all his juggalo past come back. Mm. And he's like, I got to put my juggalo makeup on. Oh, shit. I got to So get he to... just puts it on, looks beautiful. We get a – I like this shot because we get a flash of lightning, and then he just goes in the mirror. Whoop, whoop. And then we just cut away. And it was just like, holy shit, this guy means business. He's got his fucking leather on. And so we go over to Tintin. And he is uh, pawning off so, some goods because, you know, the boys just go out. They wreak havoc. And they steal shit. And they pawn yeah, it that's off. That's what they do. That's what you do. And they go, he goes to Gideon. So I guess Gideon is their fence. He's he, he asked no questions. He's like, oh, yeah. just give me the shit and yeah. I'll pay you. He's happy to get some, because the goods he's getting for them, he buys them at a, you know, nice low price, and then yeah. he fucking upsells the shit out of them. Right. So that's going on. Crow, he's leaping tall buildings in a single bound. He's just having a good old time on the roofs. It's pouring rain. Classic superhero scene, you know. There's always a rooftop running scene. Spider-Man literally stole this shot. They just lit it up a little better. So Tintin, he's kind of bitching at Gideon because he's not getting the money he wants. But hey, what's he gonna? What are you gonna do? You gotta accept what you, you get. Yeah. So he walks out with like five bucks. He murdered somebody for basically five dollars. Yeah. It's a little cold and rainy, so you know he sees a nice hobo fire in the alley. <laughs> Who's the one lighting these hobo fires everywhere? I have no Devil's Night. <laughs> Devil's Night. It's not Devil's Night yet. No, it is. Oh, it's, it is. It, this movie opens and says it's October thirtieth. I know, but then, and this is one year later. I agree. Oh, I, you're right. You're right. But it's not exactly one year later because we have a couple days go by. You're right. Okay. Okay. Because so, the movie ends on Devil's Night. It does end on Devil. Okay, yeah. so it's the 29th. Something like that. Yes. Okay. So it's Devil's just, Night Eve. They're just getting ready for yeah, Devil's Night, right. and that's why the so they're just practicing girls. how to make a fire. They're, yeah. you know, they do it old school. They're like the Boy Scouts. Well, I like this because he Tintin comes prepared. He's got tins of Coney Akuchima. So he opens up. He's got some hot dogs. He's gonna roast it over an open flame. Then he's got the Coney sauce to pour, the mustard, and the onions, of course, and yeah. a bun. He keeps them all yeah, in a little well, tin. That's why they call him Tintin. Wow, I didn't pick up on that. And then you, you just hear, well, he's consumed with his hot dog, so he doesn't know yeah. this. Yeah, he does, he's not really paying too close of attention. But you do hear, and you're gonna confuse this for you know somebody else. But he goes, oh, and it's not hacksaw Jim Duggins. <laughs> It's a little Jeff Hardy callback, and so our boy Eric is doing a goddamn swanton bomb and just right onto the fucking concrete, just right on asphalt. Yeah, because he's immortal now, yeah. thanks to the crow. Did they, how did he figure out he was immortal? What has he done? Because you know why? Because he cut his hand on the window. Remember, he goes oh, to, and then it and heals. Then he heals. Yeah, that's right. Because he does a pull up on it for yeah. reasons, and yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. So yeah, and then Tintin, he's, he goes, "What the fuck?" Looks back, and then. Eric gets up laughing, and he's like, yep. what's so funny, motherfucker? I thought right here he said Halloween is tomorrow. He could have. I, I think this is Devil's Night. I think it is. I, this is the longest fucking night in the history of nights because <laughs> a lot of shit happens. We're just getting started. Well, Murray, it's rainy, so it could be, it could be 6 o'clock. You know, if it was raining t uh, tomorrow and it was 6 o'clock, it'd be dark as shit, too. I don't know. Either way. So... Crow, he's just walking straight at Tintin, and Tintin's just giving him all kinds of shit. Halloween's tomorrow. What what kind of joke is this? And then, whoop, whoop, whoop. Are, are we family? 
He's, he's like, trying. Uh, what's the chicken hunting? Is that something they say? Yeah, that is one of their songs. That's what he says Who's going chicken hunting? <laughs> we going chicken hunting. <laughs> and he fuck. And then uh, does this where he, does he throw the knives? This is where Tintin throws the knives. Yeah, him? they get into a little bit of an altercation because well, Eric is upset. Right. He's kind of remembering, you know, like in the last flashback, he saw all four of the guys who assaulted them. So he just continues to walk straight at him, takes a couple punches to the face, and then he turns the fight around. And he's beating the shit out of him, and he gets a uh, he gets Tintin kind of like pinned for a moment there. And he's like, "Tell me a story. Tell me a story about a man. Well, wait, and a woman doesn't Tintin throw some knives at him, and he yes, doesn't catch. He catches it. He goes in a minute here. Okay. okay. So he he asked for the story, and then he's paintbrushing Tintin because he's just, like, beating the shit out of him at this point. And Tintin is just like, oh, yeah, I remember that bitch. You said her name was Shelly? Fuck, she had a great ass. I I I enjoyed it. I really did. You did a good job there. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed talking like a real thug. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was very pleasant raping your girlfriend. But that that alone set Eric off, and he loses his concentration. So TT uh, picks up like a metal rod or something, and beats uh, Crow over the head with it. So he stumbles away, and they get a good like fifteen feet apart. And he's like, "You know why they call me Tintin?" And it's like, "Cause I got all these knives." And it's like, "What?" <laughs> What? But there, well, he's like, Blade was taken. So, yeah, Blade you know. was taken. So that's when uh, Tintin goes on his whole spiel about nobody ever dodges these knives. That's and, a knife. Yeah. That's a knife. So this is where the okay. scene. Go ahead, Murray. You really want to talk I, about I, this. No, because I barely remember. I know he throws one knife. Does he deflect it? He slaps it away. This bitch slaps it away. Yep. Does another one. And then the, the coupe de grasse, he throws it right at, right at Crow's forehead. Ooh. And he goes, ha, catches it with his fucking hands. Straight up, Shokazugi couldn't have done it better. Shokazugi, I mean, Danielson did it in Karate Kid, but, you know, it was still impressive as well. And then uh, fucking Eric bum rushes him, pins him up against like a dumpster, and stabs him in the shoulder with that knife. Yeah. And we cut away to the, the fucking Sparks Factory. My favorite venue to see music in Detroit. We're not going to be able to go there anymore. They're closed down, too. No. And this is where we meet our main villain, our main hench to Mike Illich. Oh, yeah. Top Dollar, who's never called Top Dollar throughout the movie. No, that was it's frustrating whenever. They, like, I have to try so hard to find these people on the IMDb. Ugh. I like, I like Top Dollar, though, because for the whole movie, he confused the shit out of me. Because he looks like goddamn James Franco in his Tommy Wiseau disguise. <laughs> and he's chewing fucking glass. Cause like, <laughs> and he's got fucking Bai Ling. Well, last time we saw her, she was stinking up Samurai Cop 2. Oh, gee, she was in there? She plays his, his lover. They're mm-hmm. like, cause he's like, they just got done fucking. So he's just like. Got a cigarette, chilling. Yeah, they got a naked woman behind him on the bed. And she got she's taking a shower, so you the stink off yep. herself. You see a little flesh, fresh bun in the bed, and then we cut over to her in the shower. You get a couple, you get a couple more buns just roasting there. They got, they got a mini little tango and cash shower. There's five heads all running. Top Dollar loves Nightmare Before Christmas, and he's showing off his new snow globe he got of Nightmare Before Christmas. He's my staring. My dad at him. got me this. I'm like, my dad got me this. <laughs> I don't know what the. He's like. Southern accent for some reason. I was going for old man Highlander. <laughs> he went to old man Southern. Was that's what he's doing? He, I didn't recognize. I didn't notice that. And then uh, 
she's like, oh, isn't that so great? She sounds like Melania for some reason. Yeah. How's how's our friend doing here? I think we broke her, honey. Yeah, they roll her over so we can get a nice boob shot. And then we see this dead woman. And yeah. she's like, I like her eyes. And then she pulls out. She's got this crazy curved knives. I guess Tintin gave it to her. And she's like, I guess she pops eyes out. That's her thing. Well, she's a witch. We learn, I oh, think. She, what? Because she does spells with the fucking eyes. That's she, what she was doing? She was burning them on like an altar and all this shit. And they, they, there's huge plumes of fire or smoke coming out of them. And they're like, oh, breathe it in. This shit's getting me fucking high. <laughs> Cut back to Gideon's pawn shop. Eric, he got some leads from t- from Tintin. I guess stabbing people, you can get some uh, some info. And he walks in. And this is, this is I could, I, when I heard this, I was like, this is a John DeHart line. Oh, it it absolutely is because anytime you're coming through with some kind of some kind of poetic theme or anything, of course it's right. John DeHart. And we just hear suddenly I heard tapping as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door, and we're like, I've heard that before. I think that's from the Raven <laughs> or from John DeHart. I don't know because we know John DeHart can speak Hamlet. We know he Can he speak ha- Raven, too? He speaks Raven. He speaks Edgar Allan Poe. Th- 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 that extra charm is what made me realize this is a, this is basically a John DeHart film. I love right. it. Well, all the stuff that has heart in it, <laughs> literally and metaphorically. Oh, <laughs> uh, You really feel the punch-up in this movie mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. So, And then Gideon's like, what the fuck's going on here? He's got very, very much of a... It's it's kind very of very much of a role Dan DeVito would turn down. Yeah, it's it's kind of a Looney Tunes scene because like Eric's like popping out of the ceiling and stuff and like hanging down and shooting behind it, cupboards he's in drag and, shit. and he kisses the guy. He, yeah, it's just a regular Bugs Bunny. It's, it, it was very Bugs Bunny, you know. A lot of a lot he of grabs. He's looking for that ring, that he's, ring that he, he gave Shelly, that engagement ring, that beautiful cubic zirconium. Oh yeah, beautiful. Well, there was nothing even on it. It was just no. like crossed over yeah, well, gold. Well, thing. he's he's a poor musician. He is he's a, a poor him. musician. It was a cigar band. It was a cigar band. And he's like looking around for it, and he grabs a whole box of them and pours them in the barrel of the fucking shotgun he has. I like that when he was looking for the ring, he closes his eyes and he's just feeling them. And I was like, is that how you picked out the ring? And then he finds the one, but it triggers that memory. Right. And it's this beautiful romantic scene. And this is this is another thing that throw. I already mentioned James Franco, Tommy Wiseau disguise. It goes to this romantic scene of uh, Shelley and Eric, and they're like banging away. Even little Sarah's there. This is a this is the scene from the room. Tell me why so stole this scene. The the only difference was Shelley wasn't eating an apple like she was in the room. It's, it's it was weird. She was there watching them fuck. Is my point? Very strange. Very strange thing. But he he finds the ring. Murray he finds then, the ring. And what was even weirder is after he gets done fucking Shelley, Sarah and her throw the football around. I didn't get that. I... And so, yes, he has this fucking uh, flashback. Fuck, flat, fuck, fuck back. <laughs> and he finds that ring, and then he's like, hey, uh, we're going to find TT's, uh, you know, I call him TT. It's yeah. 10 for you. His other guy, his friends. I don't know nothing. He pulls that classic shit. And oh, then yeah. he's like, oh, really? He pulls out. Apparently. He sells gasoline at the pawn shop. You can you can actually pawn gas. Murray, this is this is just how things roll in Detroit. We all know this, of course. We're playing coy for the fans here. Uh, yeah, every place in Detroit just has open containers of gas that they sell. Yeah. That's uh, well, I know, I know. Vampire layers have open containers yes. of gas. We learned that from Vamp. We are the Motor City for a reason. Right. You need to have gas everywhere. It's like 
like in old westerns where they have the trough with the water for the horses. Exactly. They have a trough of gas. Exactly. Like when you go into Subway to get a nice, refreshing Subway sandwich with that beautiful baked bread, yeah, you can get gas along with your meal. So he just starts pouring this gas everywhere, and that finally... Gideon's like, I think I remember. Yeah. So and- the, all this, all these fumes are stirring <laughs> my memory up. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there's that place, the the puke fa- No, it's called the pit. Spark Factory, as we know it. But uh, No, the pit was the bar. Oh, the pit was the bar, yeah. Sarah's mom works at. Okay, so he's like... They can be there. Fun boy. He lives above the pit. Yeah, he bangs this, like, worn-out hooker waitress there. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. He's like, you're not going to kill me. I mean, no, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to tell your fucking friends I'm coming for all of them. Ooh. And then he walks out. He's got fucking Tintin's duster on. He's yep. fucking fly as shit. He even took a guitar. Throws a match, like, behind his back. Explode. Immediately explodes. <laughs> I don't know how combustible gas was. And it blows fucking Gideon out the back door. Yeah, he survived it somehow. Every explosion in this movie. How did the plot. stuntman survive? Because it looked like he got engulfed in flames. The guy yes. who's the crow stuntman. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't even notice that one. No, noticed... he's like literally like two feet away when it blows up. Jesus, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I, well, it, well, from what it sounded like doing research on this movie, the, this, was a, this wasn't a union fucking film. This why explains why... Somebody fucked up, and uh, Brandon oh. Lee got killed. Okay. And people were getting hurt all the time. I guess apparently people were – everyone was doing coke on the fucking set. and like. Oh, man, that wasn't a prop later in the movie. That was probably their <laughs> pile of no, coke. Yeah. They, I, I When we get it. to it, I, I think I put it in the notes there, but there's a very exciting uh, revelation around the coke in this movie, and I can't wait to get to that. But instead, we got to get over to uh, the cops finding Tintin. He looks like a human pincushion. He's got all his fucking knives in his fucking chest. All right, guys, here, uh, here's how I want you to shoot this sh- scene. He's going to have all these knives coming out of him, like a pincushion. Okay. That's it. <laughs> And we see a crow emblem, much like Batman's bat, but a crow painted in blood. And Albrecht is there. Well, we, his... we all we meet Torres too, who's the detective. And they got is heat. He, he's the guy with the scarred yes. up face. Okay, they've got heat. Yeah, they got. He's a lot young of heat. Edward James almost. And he's just like, "What are you doing here, Albrecht? This is my fucking case. You're a beat cop. Why aren't you out eating hot dogs and talking with little skateboard girls or something?" Well, I don't know, Chief. I don't know why John Hart <laughs> came into that line, but he's like, well, what do you know about this crow thing? So we just learned that Torres is totally, it's much, it's a Dudikoff fucking Steve James scenario where he's totally jealous of fucking Albrecht. Yeah. And he's like, back off. We we learned, I mean, we already know this from Good Evan, but John Hart can juggle. We've got three characters that we actually kind of care about in this movie. Right. So that's interesting. And then Albrecht's like, well, I, okay, I. I'm out of here then. Fine. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. No big deal. I'm just a beat cop. I'm gonna go get a hot dog. So cut back. Speaking of skater girl, Sarah, she stops at the pit. Visit her mom. We learn her mom is a fucking junkie bitch. Oh yeah. And she's hanging out with Fun Boy and the and uh, I think T Bird's there. Yeah. Th- this is where we get a nice little celebration scene. Oh no, that was before. But anyways, yeah. they're they're still they're just drinking it up and everything. And uh, Darla comes over to hand them all like shots or whatever. And we see her and like Fun Boy get a little frisky with each other. Right. And well, she's got to make a buck, you know. Yeah. And uh, she's got a habit. She's got a fucking. You know. <laughs> Sarah comes over and she's just like, "Mom, I'm hungry." I didn't realize this was a mom. Mom, 
All they had were fucking onions on the hot dog. You know I don't like onions. It makes me fart. Yeah, they stuff the hot dogs with onions here. And she's like, oh, go to the bartender and get something. He's like, Bob, give, him, give her a bullet. <laughs> give her a bullet. And so we oh. we meet the nice bartender. He, you know, feels sorry for her because her mom's a fucking whore. Yeah. And I guess mom, Darla, and the fun boy, they go up to, to fun boy's apartment. It's right above the fucking bar. Yeah, he lives above the bar, which probably uh, is... Well, I guess when you're a junkie, it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So Eric, he's on the prowl. He's looking for those fucking rapist fucks. (laughs) And it just tumbles upon Albrecht. Yeah, like he's still just walking out of Gideon's place. Like he's been walking on that place for like 14 scenes. But because, as we know, time slows down. But just in the circumference of the explosion. So he's been walking at like a quarter of the speed of the world spinning. So Albrecht manages to get there before he's even got away from there. So he Albrecht's there to investigate the explosion, and he finds uh, he finds Eric there and has a nice little conversation with him. I remember nothing about this conversation. You remember nothing about this conversation. What a help you are. So he he's just he's like, hey man, you got to stop. And Eric does a nice John DeHart show. Don't you mean? Freeze. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm fucking blind in this. I don't remember this scene at all. Man, you're really you're helping us here. I, I watched this a couple days ago. So, so uh, yeah, they, they're, they're they're sitting down. He's rapping. He know, game recognized game here. He's yeah. got the gun pulled on him, but he quickly puts it away because Eric is not being a total dick about it, but he is being very poetic, and he's like. How can I die if I'm already dead? He's just talking all kinds of junk like that. All right. And it looks like they're going to get to some some kind of conclusion here, but then some looters are going in and out of Gideon's place. And One of them played by James Obar. Oh, nice. The creator of Crow. Oh, really? Just saw his wispy hair flying around. <laughs> yes. And so... Elbrick turns to tell them to fuck off. And How did anything survive that explosion, first of all? I have no fucking clue. They made clue. TVs that lasted back in those days. Back the big in those tube TVs. Days, yeah. So um, while that, with that distraction, Eric just disappears. Like, 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 like Shokazugi. Yeah. Like, yep, like he learned like, it straight from yeah, show, right. probably. So top dollar, he's at. He's got his apartment above the Sparks Factory. They love yes. these bad guys. Love having apartments above places. I wonder what Eric's apartment was. Above. It was above a church, wasn't it? No, I think it was his apartment building. Oh, okay. And so him and like we were saying, him and his, his uh, lover Micah, they're roasting that eyeball up, <laughs> getting high <laughs> off the fumes. Got a gigantic plate of coke. Gigantic. He's chopping it up. And here's the revelation: it's not good coke, Murray. It's yummy coke. It's yummy. It's yummy. He dabs it like it's fun dip. <laughs> Full on pinky. There's no time for a little coke pinky. He like. Licks the whole pinky so it sticks, adheres to the pinky. Like a, I thought he had a lick'em stick. Yeah, he used got that. the lick'em kind of stick. Like, yummy. And he literally gums it and goes, yummy. Yummy. This is yummy Coke. So while that's going on, T-Bird rolls in. And he's worried because his crew, fucking Tintin, he's dead, man. Yeah. And he's like, some fucker's out killing our boys. Top Dollar doesn't give a shit, man. Yeah. He's just like. I heard I, I heard Gideon's place exploded. Like what what's going on with that? I don't I don't remember telling you to blow up Gideon's place. T Bird, check out that pawn shop. <laughs> he's like, what? I don't know this voice at all. He's like, whatever, whatever you say, boss. <laughs> Back on the streets, Eric. He 
Sarah, she's just so consumed with her Avril Lavigne headphones. She doesn't – She's like much like kids nowadays, they just walk in the street now. They don't look both ways. She's just yeah. walking the street. He grabs her. He goes, yoink, grabs her by the collar. And th- this is interesting because we learned that when Eric, like, touches people, he gets their memories or something. Uh, I guess, yeah. It's just every time he touches somebody he's connected to, he, he is, like – He's very much – Mr. Spock doing those mind melds on people. Yeah, that's kind of what's happening. That's a good call, yeah. And for some reason, because of we because she can't recognize him, she's not looking at a guy who just saved her life. She's always looking away from him. Well, she does get a peek at him, but he's pl- he like he's trying to hide Blink his face. Voice is putting his yeah, hair. like he's, yeah, he's letting the hair fall over his face. And very much, he's doing a, a Sean Claude from Cyborg is that yeah. hair falling. Oh in his yeah, face. but she's giving him shit because she's like, I could have got away from that, and it's it's ridiculous out here. What's with all the rain? And and uh, she's like, what 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 the fuck is your deal? Why are you dressed up like some kind of juggalo? Are you a, are you one of them? Are you a juggalo? And then you go, can't rain all the time. Yeah, because of all the complaining about rain. And then that sparks a memory in her, and she goes, Eric? She she looks down at her boots for a second to pull out the name, <laughs> and he's already gone. Shokazuki style. Love it. He's, so, he's just so quick. All right. Albrecht, he's, he's going, he's like a, any great real cop. He's got his research. He's getting all those files from the fucking murder of Shelley. Yeah, and we were like we said, we're learning that she was fighting for tenants' rights, which is Illich's hate. Some, some, oh, you know what? During the, that whole era conversation, he was talking about like, hey, remember that murder that happened at that uh, old apartment that was above? And of course, he remembers. He's a great yeah, cop. He's a great cop. And then we see there's all this info, and there's also a, a band, like, PR photo of Eric's band, because he's a rocker. Yep. Hangman's Joke, was that the name of the band? Uh, That sounds right. And he's just like, mm, that guy looks familiar, so he just... While he's while he's investigating some shit, he's a doodling a little crow makeup, a little <laughs> juggalo makeup on his face. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, that looks interesting. <laughs> And so he's like, you know, he's learning like, okay, this, there might be a connection with this crow he, guy. He has like a cop that's helping him out, like getting all this evidence to him because this file was put away and a beat cop should not have access to it. And his superior, what did you say his name was? I, I, think, Tenor? It was, I think it was Torres. Torres? Torres would be pissed if he was looking right. through this because this was Torres' case that he closed. Right. He right. just closed it. No right. need to look into that anymore. Right. So he's he's walking on eggshells. Yeah. Got to be very careful that he, you know, looking back into this case. Cut back to Fun Boy. He's getting ready to fucking bang Darla, but before that, they're shooting up some nice, sweet old morphine. Oh yeah, and they're just pawing at each other's junk, having yeah. a good time. Yeah, it's, you know, that's how you have a good time. Just as about ready to just go to Bone Zone, our boy Eric rolls in the window. Yep. Hey y'all! He's I think got the it. crow flies in first. Yeah, he's got his guitar with him, which is an electric guitar that he's just carrying around yeah, with him. Yeah, we got it back from the pawn shop. I love what's happening here, though. Yeah, you, the crow, the giant fucking crow, comes in, and Fun Boy just has a hanging light bulb. Of course he does. He's a glow life. And crow does his like best cat impression, and he's like rubbing it against his head, like really. Uh, I, he's going. This is clearly like, Brandon, just kind of like feel the room. Do what you would do if you were this crazy, immortal Highlander. And Brandon Lee's like, oh, okay, I know what I would do. And I, I don't know. I feel like he channeled and like what he wanted to do. most to- normal people do if a guy just like a juggalo came through their window. Fumbo reaches for his gun. Yeah. 
and he points it at him. And Eric, he's immortal now. He doesn't fucking care. He's not worried. Well, he scares the shit out of him because he racks the guitar. Like, he screeches over the, the string. <laughs> it's not plugged in. So, he like, Funboy gets pissed off. He's like, hey, man, you scare me. It's like, there's no there's no noise. It's barely audible. But, uh, yeah, so he Funboy grabs his gun, and they go into a whole nother Bugs Bunny bit. Well, yeah, Eric does the old put the finger inside the barrel, and he's expecting it to just you know, we've seen we've seen the cartoon. It's supposed I, to blow up in the face of the guy shooting. Exactly. This is a classic. What's oh shit? Yosemite Sam. Well, you know, duck season, rabbit season type the, thing. They they, uh, they all did it on Looney yeah. Tunes. So. Anytime there was a gun, anytime somebody did that, and it doesn't work that way apparently in real yeah. life because he shoots a hole in Eric's fucking hand like so. a, a Jesus hole. Eric sells the shit out of this. He's fucking like writhing around in pain. He's like, "Holy fuck! You shot the shit!" And Darla, by the way, cackling her ass off. She she's, well, she's just loving it. Fuck. She's high as fuck. And so that this, this is this had to be a John DeHart scene. He must have wrote this whole scene <laughs> because he just and perfect timing on Brandon. I don't give enough credit to Brandon Lee's acting because he just nailed it. Because he's like, this is true. Hey, there, fun boy. I got a little, a little joke for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, you know, God Almighty, Son of God, you know, walks into a walks into an inn, and he uh, puts uh, three nails right there on the uh, counter over there, and he uh, says, uh, "Could you put me up for the night?" <laughs> and then they just stare at him. He's like, "I said, could you?" Put me up for the night. And then they, much like me, they don't sell it. Like me for a griff joke, they don't sell it. They leave them hanging there. Oh, this is infuriating. If I were the crow, I would just snap their necks right now. If you're not going to understand gold material like that, like I, I constantly want to snap Murray's neck when he just lets one of my jokes fall flat and die on the ground. And so he grabs Funboy by the hair, drags him into the bathroom. He's like, we're going to cool you off, Buster. <laughs> And, and then he uh I like I like this though. I forget how he, he cuts him or something. He does something to make Funboy bleed. And Funboy just got the sheets. You know, the clean sheets for five dollars. Yeah, five bucks. Dude. So he's like He's pissed. He's like, but my sheets, man. He's like, I'm never gonna get this five dollars back, asshole. <laughs> he's worried about the sheets. And so he yeah, drag I what, what does he do? He's, he just knocks him out. He drags him and puts him in a tub. Yeah, he drags in. He puts him in the tub, and then he he notices Darla's there, and Darla's uh-huh. like reaching for something to hit him with. Crow grabs Darla, and he grabs her by her, the arm she likes to shoot up in. There's all the track marks and all oh, the yeah. needle, you know, injection. Well, points he looks there. He goes, "You're a bad mom." Yeah, and that hits her fucking hard. It, it hits her so hard, and, he, and then he just. Grabs a fucking he, out of the, out of the trench coat, he pulls a, a fucking gallon of orange juice and some candy bars, and he just shoves it down her throat, and that immediately makes morphine to shoot out of her track marks. I, it was crazy. It's crazy. I didn't. Which know. we know we've learned. That's how you. That's how you. You know, fix a junkie. You give I, them orange juice and candy bars. I knew that you gave them the two. I didn't realize like the combination of the acids and orange juice and the 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 chocolatey chocolates oh, of chocolate. Makes drugs just shoot out, just pour right just out of your right body. out of your veins. Yeah, they, it was just amazing. And uh, of course, he, it's not a John Hart line without you know. Right, he grabs her. He's, he he's, he's puts he puts his lips right to her ear and goes, "Just say no, walk." <laughs> and then she's like, 
That's it. End of scene. All right. So we go back over, and we've got Grange now. We're yeah. at, we're, we're we're back Grange. down to the pit. He's a new character for this episode, but he's been throughout the movie. Yeah, he, he's been he's kind of in the background. He's played by the guy who plays Candyman. I forget he, his name. He's got a really cool the cool set of glasses that's like foldable, and he like <laughs> he's got the fucking over. high top fade. He's very nineties. He looks great, man. I liked him. So he's downstairs in the pit. Of course, Funboy lives above the pit, and he sees Darla running out, and she's got some some ass cheeks flapping in the wind, and he's like, "Not bad," but he's like, "There's something going on up there." She, Darla doesn't run anywhere, especially when there's drugs involved. She's usually on her back. <laughs> she's running toward the drugs, not away from them. Yeah, she's usually on her back or running towards drugs. So he's like, "I got, I got to go check this shit out." Investigate. And so we slowly creep and crawl up those stairs. Got nice. We're bringing in a little bit of that that old tension. That's absent from so many movies nowadays. And he gets up. He opens the door. He sees fucking what's-his-name there with a dozen syringes. And then he looks up into the window. Well, there's a dozen syringes in Funboy's heart. Yeah. Well, he, he, that, he doesn't notice it that well yet. Apparently, this is like a Dijon de Hart thing, like the pincushion joke. Because yeah. he, did it, he did it again. Yeah. But, yeah, so he looks up and spots Eric. He's not looking directly. Well, at he, he hears, whoop, whoop. And he's like, what? And then Eric just he goes, hee, 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 and it disappears. <laughs> so we know that uh, Grange is now aware that Funboy is dead. And he also has seen our assailant, the guy who's going around killing our four main villains, I guess you could say. Right. And so, so Eric, he heads straight over to Albrecht's. Apparently why? he knows where Albrecht lives. I know. And then why? Why did he go there? Well, he needs to just rib rib with them, you know, have a good time. I don't know. Just I don't know. Friendly. But- Albrecht, he's 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 on his time now. So he's yeah. in his underwear and his cop hat. That's yes. his look. He that's likes his, to do. That's how, let him do him. And, and uh, Eric does a nice little callback to earlier, which was a scene you forgot, um, when Albrecht shows up and gets the edge on uh, on Eric. He says, "You stop moving right now, or I may shoot you with my police uh, registered firearm instead of freeze." And so Eric. He spooks Albrecht this time, and he goes, hey, freeze. Just nice little callback, Murray. And then he just, like, just Vulcan mind-melts with Albrecht, like, touches his forehead, and then, what? Does he, I don't know what happened. Does he give Albrecht the 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 fucking memories, or does he get the memories from he, Albrecht? Okay, so it reverse. it goes, no, it goes, this is the normal logic of it. He sucks memories out of people, and sometimes he puts memories into people. <laughs> So <laughs> I don't know. I hate this. All I know uh, is he he sucks memories out of him because he wants to okay. see what it was like on the street level, and he also learns that he stayed by Shelley's side for all thirty That's hours. Right? Yeah. And then he's like, "I read your eyes." Read your eyes. <laughs> this is we're going beyond fucking John DeHart. We're going into samurai cop territory. Right. He actually did say something similar to that. Yeah. And then you're right. He gets all the murder deeds. Yeah. He's like, and he's like, you said, you, you, you stayed by Shelly's side. I, I will always like honor that. Thank you. Yeah. There, there's again, there's some weird kind of like tension going on, but he goes into his own fridge. He, he, like me, he just goes straight into Albrecht's fridge, <laughs> gets a beer. He gives it to Albrecht though. Uh, he does like a nice bit about smoking. Hey, you should really uh, cut that out. I, that wasn't a joke, John, but okay. <laughs> In the set, the set for his room, they like put a basketball on his couch. I don't know if you noticed this. They put a basketball on the couch behind Albrecht, then a trombone, and then a saxophone. 
Then they had a Garfield the Cat like little foot rest thing. I, they were just like loading up his couch with various but it tells objects. So much about I. I think I feel like I know Albrecht now just from that set design and to set dressing. to leave this scene. You know, he's like, "Are you gonna disappear on me again?" He's like, "No, I was actually thinking about using the front door." Eric, he's always zigging. When he, you think he's going to zig, he's eggs. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, top dollar. He's Grange comes back to top dollar. That's the boss. He's yeah. like, boss, fun boy, he's dead. Top dollar doesn't fucking give a fuck about his goons at all. He's just like, yeah, what else? Well, he's just, they're, they're just one crew of many to him. Right. So, he's just sending them out to do shit. It's no big deal. Right. That's his arson crew. Yeah. And they're like, well, shit, I saw this guy. He... He, he was like a he was like a juggalo. Yeah, and this is where Gideon actually gets into this yeah. meeting as well because Gideon, he's fucking Gideon's pit. He's pissed as fuck because his shop got blown up. But Top Dollar, chill as fuck. He's like, I ever introduced you to my sister, Maka. Wait, they're related? Yes, he says he's like, and he's like, what? Much like you being a racist, you're like, she's she, she's Chinese, isn't she? Like, yeah. We have different fathers. <laughs> and like, does that bother you that I fuck my sister? Well, my G- half-sister? I gotta tell you, why am I doing this accent? And Gideon's like, hey, whatever floats your boat, babe. I don't kink shame. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, so then, oh, fucking, uh, Top Dollar goes over. He's got this Highlander vault with all these rapiers and swords. He's like, I got this one from a Scottishman who's from, <laughs> wait, what is what is the deal with? Uh, what's his name's character? Sean Connery's character. He's a Scotsman, but he actually he's Spanish. He's Spanish. But no, he's Scottish. he's an Egyptian originally, <laughs> who went to Spain and has a Scottish accent. Yes, there we go. Oh, he's like this is a Torhanzo sword here. You ever seen one of these? <laughs> nice. And he's like he's waving it in front of Gideon's face. And Gideon, he doesn't realize how what deep water he's in. He's just like talking yeah, G- shit. Gideon is still just like in fucking top dollar's face. Like you're gonna open my shop back up. You're gonna get me my my roll in of goon uh, dirty fucking product and everything. It's like give give give. You're gonna give me. I'm not. All I'm gonna give you is this. And he stabs him in the throat with his rapier. Oh shit. And then fucking lightning goes, and then who fucking knew Gideon is an immortal too? So high, top dollar absorbs his quickening. <laughs> I there's so many like all of top dollar's uh, meeting room scenes look like they're from Highlander too, and that right. meeting it, scene they had. <laughs> yes. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. So we cut to Eric. He's playing some sweet smooth jazz on the fucking rooftop. Oh, it's so good. He's a dun 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 dun. dun, dun. He'll be playing on a guitar. Yeah, some Mangione tunes <laughs> on a guitar. I love it. Sarah gets home. She's. I mean, we're just cruising crow vision throughout the sky. We see Eric playing. We and learned they... as soon as Eric was dead. Sarah's like dibs on the fucking vinyl. Yeah, of course. so she's got all of Eric's old vinyl in the milk crate. You know, oh, yeah. and she's looking through it. Pulls out the fucking rare Hangman's joke. That's the band name. Yep. And she's like, I heard if you play this backwards, you can hear a crow. Yeah. So she puts it on. Starts playing it backwards. Sure as can be. We hear that crow. Call. Call. Wait, it actually is a fucking crow. There was a crow in the window. <laughs> Either way, so we got Skank and T Bird, the, the, the two rapists that are left alive. T Bird yep. and Skank, and you know what? They're getting, they're getting, they, their two friends have died and brutally murdered. Right. To that effect, yeah, like T Bird. The last time we saw T Bird, he was fucking worried as fuck about. It. Now he's like, hey, 
Live and let live, dude. So, Every day above ground is a good day. That's right. The the whole philosophy of John Hart is everywhere in this movie, right. and especially in T Bird and Skank here. <laughs> so they're they're getting ready to go out for a night of debauchery, you know, lighting fires, all that kind of shit. Because it right. may or may it's not be it <laughs> may or may not be Devil's Night. We <laughs> haven't figured it and out. We learned they're the arson crew. That's their they, job. Yeah. The top dollar is to burn buildings down in Detroit. Even though later on. In like a scene or two here, Top Dollar is like, you know, I'm done with Devil's I, Night. It's it's too. Well, no, I just I just love how this is like a very important plot point that no one seems to care about. That they're doing this for a reason. Like they just slightly touch on it. Like nobody seems to care that they're fucking like they're burning down these buildings for a reason. Oh right, and they don't really. This is like, oh for, yeah. By the way, this is why we had to we killed those people. You know, okay. And I think they should have just elaborated a little a more. A little bit this. more, because it does just seem like harmless fun, but that's the point of Devil's Night. I mean, if you're going to put a movie on Devil's Night, that's why you do it, just for harmless So fun. Skank goes in for some lotto tickets and some condoms and some Cheetos. You got to get, get Cheetos. T-Bird looked like he was driving fucking the Interceptor. He's got the big fucking engine out, out of the hood and yep. shit. T-Bird, of course. That's yep. why we call him T-Bird. Yep. Skank, of course, is taking forever in there because he's... Right. Because he's got a system with his lottery tickets. He's like, I want five of those scratch-offs. To- oh, I fucking hate when I get my... Like, I'm trying Dude. to get some gas, and there's some fucking douchebag in front of me that's got a system where he's like, I need three of those. No, no, no. No, on the left. That. Yes. Three. Fuck you, you lottery fucks. I love this because I've, I've, been, I've been in there. I've been Fuck there. you it's pieces too of funny. shit. Too funny. So, yeah, Skank's in there fucking trying to enact his whole system. And everyone, you, huge cue behind him. Line, excuse me. And so T-Bird is, like, revving up his car. He's just having a good old time when our old boy Eric, just very nice, very, very John DeHart lighting in here because you just see that little uh, juggalo makeup peer over the, the shoulder from the back seat. And I, I think he had a gun on him. He was just like, let's go for a drive. Hey, Pale, why don't we go for a drive? And it's like, whatever you say, boss. And they take off. Skank's like, what the fuck, man? I got the tickets. We're going to win. <laughs> I like this because he runs into the middle of the road. And a little Geo comes by and fucking nails him. Oh, and so, of course, the guy gets out. And he's like, hey, man, are you okay? Are those scratchies? I want to get a couple. So Skank gets up and steals his car and right. chases after them. Right, he's like a he's like a puppy looking for his master. So yeah. he's like chasing. Uh the fucking you know Eric. He's just like, hey man, put the pedal to the metal, baby. I can't drive fifty five. So he's making T Bird drive super dangerously and fast. I got this great cassette tape. Well, let's pop it in. Of course, it's. And his I want to say it's, it's his own music. Detroit. It's just narrow alleyways everywhere. Everywhere, all it is. We have no big streets. And they're going, weaving in these buildings. Cops see them. They're yep. like, they have to give chase. Got it, got it. They're like, was that a black guy driving? <laughs> chase them. And so they chase after him. And so we get a, like, uh, we've said it a million times. There's probably two car chases in the history of movies that are actually interesting. Yes. And it's not in this movie. It's not. So what happens is the cops and Skank crash into each other. Yeah, they so- somehow T-Bone gets ahead of them, and then they're going over T-Bird. an intersection. Or, excuse <laughs> he me. gets T-Bone, but Skank, he's T-Bird. Skank, excuse me. Yeah. Skank gets ahead of them, and they come to an intersection with the cops. Cops T-Bone him, and he- he's just all kinds of fucked up. The cops are dead. Their car exploded. The Geo, however, was, a- it was perfectly fine. <laughs> Tiny little Geo. I had a Geo. They they last. They last. Murray attests the Geo will last. Yes. 
So, but T Bird has been taken over to the docks, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's where you're gonna you're gonna do some somebody dirty. You do it on the dock. Yeah, I gotta take him to the old Detroit River. Right. And apparently, this is like uh, <laughs> the scale version of the Ambassador Bridge. It's like this fucking like on like a bridge. Yeah. And uh, he's tied. Uh, he, he's taping them up. Taping them up. And they're having a nice little dialogue. He's like, "Don't you remember he's me?" Got, it's very reminiscent of Phantom of the Paradise because he puts a big like he's got this, this is like a oh, dynamite. Yeah. This tape together puts it in the trunk. Well, that was that was all T T T Bird. That's right. his thing. He likes to go the cartoon. Again, Looney Tunes physics right. coming into this movie because yeah. And then we get a scene right at RoboCop. I thought you were dead. No, he, I'm not dead. Yeah, when when we T-Bert, killed you, Tiber finally realizes who he is. Yeah, right. And he also said your girlfriend had some very nice buttocks. Mm. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, put I, I, what did they do? They just put like a, a brick on the fucking gas pedal. I don't know, but he goes flying off the wharf. Our boy uh, Eric's he's got the little detonator. He just beep, pushes it. It blows the fuck up. His hair goes flying in the explosion wind. You just get a nice silhouette. Very, very cool. And Skank, who survives because Geos are impenetrable. Skank, the Lenny, to keep her George, is traumatized. Yeah, he witnesses it, and he's, like, hiding because he's like, I got to go back and tell Top Dollar about this shit because this guy is for real. Crazy. And we learned that Eric he loves his gasoline, so he does his he does the crow signal, lays it out, sets it on fire. We get that beautiful shot of a flaming crow on the street, and we just burn the night away and fade into the morning. Shelley, waking well, that, up once again. This can't be Devil's Night then, because we're yeah, in the morning. That's a good point. That's a good this, point. We're, this we're, has this to is, be Devil's Night. This takes place on Devil's Night's Eve. Now we're on. Devil's now we're Night. on Devil's Night. Shelley wakes up. Yeah. And Sarah wakes up, not Shelly. Shelly's dead. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Shelly comes back from dead. Sarah wakes up, and she's she's getting an unfamiliar noise. Yeah. There's another person. Well, she's probably used to people robbing her, but <laughs> this is somebody. She smells those beautiful eggs and burnt burnt eggs, burnt right. crisps. Like her mom's like, I know how much you like Western omelets. That's a callback to a tippy tap later on. We're gonna be doing very good. <laughs> and. She's like, I fucking hate eggs. <laughs> oh, well, you know, because mom's trying. For the she, first time in her life, she's trying to connect with her daughter. She, they're used to, like, uh, she, bar, like barbed conversations. A week ago, she was thinking about selling her daughter for drugs. Exactly. And now she's just like, I want to reconnect. Yeah, Sarah's immediate, like, response to anything Darla tells Sarah's her. Sarah's been down this road too many times. Exactly. Her mom's like, no, I, I, this week I'm going to quit. So she's apprehensive. Yeah. She's keeping her guard up. Right. And then she realizes how much she's hurt her mom. So she's like, oh, shit. Well, she does the classic misunderstood daughter thing where she starts calling her mom by her name. She's like, Darla, what's going on? Yeah. And she's like, I'm just – right, you don't want eggs? Fine, whatever. I'll just throw them. No, 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 no. I want those eggs. I want, and then we over, see the eight ice just melt. Yeah, over easy. That's how I take right. them. And I take my coffee black and I like my – my man. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, what about that? <laughs> You're fucking 12. And – Fuck mother like daughter. <laughs> so they sit down to read the Garfields and the comics and the newspaper together as mom and uh, daughter. And it's a beautiful scene. Like, Mondays really are awful, aren't they, mom? What what happened to your mom? 
oh, this man in Juggalo makeup uh, found me. I was high <laughs> as a fucking kite. This, uh, I watched a guy get shot in the hand. You know Fun Boy, yeah. They shot a, shot a guy in the hand uh, by this man who was like a cat man. He was like pawing and playing with a light bulb. And one then scene. he gave me this magical orange juice, and all was right in the world. And I noticed that the fridge is just full of orange juice and chocolate bars now. I don't know if you noticed that. That so, might have been on the laser. So, she's like, Mom, I, I, if I knew we had orange juice and chocolate bars, that's my favorite breakfast. Yeah, I just like... <laughs> and then we this they that's hug how, each that's, other. That's how Sarah stays clean. She just fucking <laughs> mouthed out on those... So Sarah, she's just like, cut to her. She goes back to Eric's place. She's like, maybe there's some more shit that he Dude, laughs. Dude, she, she's fueled up. She's like, I'm ready to steal everything now. Right. Like, she's got she's got the fucking huge trash bag, loot bag now. <laughs> she's like looking like the grand. She's got this giant fucking yeah. sack. And she's, she's even going to steal Eric's cat. Cat, You figure the cat gone feral. It hasn't had a fucking owner in a year, but it's fucking just chilling it's still just chilling there and it's the like, ashen remains call back to fucking uh garfield that asked for some lasagna yeah <laughs> and she's just like she notices there's these burnt photographs like in the fireplace yeah, fr- fresh fresh burnt Freshly photographs burnt. yeah she, she can tell because she put it rubbed it between her fingers she hangs out with albrecht a lot he probably right. takes her on to murder scenes and shit she's like hey have you ever seen a dead body right there <laughs> And then, she, then I guess uh, Eric, he's kind of like lurking in the shadows. Yeah, she she can sense him though. She and Gabriel gave him away. Gabriel, like she smelled the that fart. Gabriel. Yeah, the cat Gabriel. She smelled that fart. She's like, that's a fresh lasagna fart. Like someone's feeding this cat. <laughs> it's not an onion fart. It's, it's not an onion, onion fart. fart. <laughs> like she, Sarah's got a thing for fart. She's uh, yeah, she's straight out of polyester or whatever that John Waters movie is. And he's. She's like, Eric, and then they run, they hug each other, and it's sweet. It is. It is really sweet. But no, it's not sweet. Our buddy Albert getting chewed out by Torres, oh. and he's like, look, it's, it's, I, isn't it bad enough I, I, I put you – I don't know where – he's not even a captain. He's just a detective, and he's like, you're suspended. Yeah. It's like, you have no power to do that. What the fuck, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he's just, he, he's just got the po- – I guess I guess he couldn't, he couldn't afford another actor. They, they were trying to get – the captain from Samurai Cop. Of course. But he wasn't available. So he's like, you're gonna, Torres, you're going to have to do double duty. You're playing the captain and a detective. So he's just like, gun and badge, mister. Yep. Gun and badge. And you know when Albrecht uh, gets fired or any any kind of contentious moment in his life, he's just like, fuck, I need a hot dog. <laughs> so he heads over to Lafayette's. Of course, uh, Sarah's, Sarah's, Sarah's always waiting for a hot dog. Because Albrecht buys Sarah hot dogs. That's their deal. She gives him street tips or whatever, and he buys her hot dogs. So they just have a cute meetup. It's fun. It's just fun. I like it. Top dollar. He's 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 grilling. They're having hot dogs. He's grilling skank. Yep. Skank's like, oh no, man! It was he was he blew up and he's just talking about this shit. Top dollar, always Keep, fucking chill. Keeps calling him a ghost and shit. He's like, he's real. He's really real, and he's coming for us. We're he's cursed, for man. Us. We're cursed. And Top Dollar's like, that's interesting. And then a beautiful. You ever had any yummy? <laughs> yeah. and just a beautiful fadeaway from there, and it's Eric. just like one of my perfect transitions into right. like you know a quote or something. We just have Eric out on that rooftop he's again. He's fucking working like a madman. This is the tenth time he's tried to play Eddie Van Halen's Eruption. He's just having a rough time. It's it's a fucking hard thing to play. It's guys. so fucking. You've never hard. heard Eruption. It's fucking hard. It's so. And hard. he just loses it and starts smashing the fucking guitar. He's like, I'll never be Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Nobody will ever be Eddie Van Halen. Nobody. Eric. It's okay. 
All right, Murray. Guess where we're going? Fucking Sparks Factory. My favorite venue. Time for another show. I love it. The thing about the Sparks Factory that I need to mention, we see the first uh, show that they're doing, and they have the band playing there, and then above them, they literally have people with the mass welders mass on welding shit above them. Yeah. There is sparks flying everywhere. That's why it's called the sparks. This is like when uh, Trump talks about how he brought factories back to Detroit. This is literally what he thinks it is. Somebody showed him that footage, and they're like, "Yeah, see all the factories we brought back to Detroit." That's what he thinks happened. So, top dollar in his office above the Sparks factory. He's finally going to take this shit seriously. It's like, yeah, he's like, he's got his whole fuck. We were talking about how he's got other guys. Well, he he calls to... in some people. For yeah, this one. Oh shit, he has to call people in. Yeah. Oh wow. I think Micah even told him she's like they're coming tomorrow. Yeah. Well, she saw it in her eyeballs fog. You know, that's how that's like her crystal ball. She can see right. the future when she breathes in the fumes. And we just see there's this something on Top Dollar's mind. He's he's worried. About the commercialization Devil's Night. We're all worried about the commercialization. We are. Here we are. It, he, when in our day it was a pure thing, and now it's just, it's fucking, fucking Funko Pops on Devil's Night. Oh, it's just fucking it's shit. Fucking greeting cards. I'm going to try to do my southern uh, top dollar accent here. Guys, I was over at the Target the other day. That's Macho Man Randy <laughs> yeah, Okay. And uh, I noticed they have Hallmark cards for Devil's Night. Little devils. Little Snoopy in a devil outfit. I hear ABC's getting rid of peanuts. <laughs> they were in the fucking bargain bin on top of it. <laughs> bargain bin, huh? And I don't like that. So what I want to do is bring back the real devil's hand. Gentlemen, we're going to light a fire the gods will see. Let's go out there and make it happen. And while he's doing that, Eric just... You're, you're a nice little polite knock. Hello, uh, excuse me. Could I uh, interrupt this meeting? I think I have a point of order. And he's like, who is this fucking devil here? And he's like, oh, I, first of all, I don't do drugs, <laughs> and I don't worship the devil. <laughs> and well, who the fuck are you? I'm just after skank. Give me my skank, and I'll be on my way. He's like, I just want some skank. I just want some skank. Circle jerk song. Oh, gotcha. And uh, I, fucking. It, it, Murray, this is a photocopy see, uh, right out of Highlander, too. <laughs> Michael Ironside, <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, yeah, and also the scene where they just their drive plan in. is to drive right into the yeah and get and shot. Get shot. Yes, I'm surprised more people didn't die on this fucking set, this movie, because there's a lot of gunfire in this movie. So Eric stands up at the end of the table, and he's like, "Well, uh, you know what I say? Any day above ground, it's a good day for me." But uh, here's the thing: I also like it underground too. And that just sets off top guys like, kill this motherfucker. And literally like 45 guys get up, shoot the shit out of him. He falls down. And like five seconds later, he just pops back up. Michael Ironside right. again out of Highlander 2. And as we know with Highlanders, they're autistic. So he goes, oh, 455 shots, huh? That's all you guys got? So he goes around the room, individually beats the fuck out of every one of them, yeah. and even tells them, you shot me six times? He was able to keep track of how many times each person shot him. Yeah. That's fascinating, Murray. Fascinating. And he takes everybody out. The last guy left is Skank. Skank's hiding underneath the table. I think Top Dollar and Micah and Grange took off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course they did. Because that's what you do. You let your attention take That's it. a perfect heel move. That's just right. good writing. Right. And so Skank's like, hope he doesn't see me. And he's like, oh, I see you. He grabs him, jacks him up. He's like, you're the last guy who raped my girlfriend. 
well, I didn't enjoy it. Is that okay? He's like, no, it's not okay. And he just throws them out a window. I'm I'm surprised. Like usually his trigger is when somebody mentions how uh, pleasant her buttocks is. <laughs> no. That's the trigger. But he was he was just like I didn't even enjoy any of it. Like I'm I'm more into Dolph Dolph Lundgren. You get me? You feel me? Well, they did say before he threw skank out. He said before I threw out this window. You're the biggest dick I've ever seen on a white man. And then it hurls him out. And I was I, even when you were raping my girlfriend, I had to admire it. So the, and it throws him out. Beautiful transition here because that body lands on the cop cars as they're just pulling up. Right. And so, of course, the cops come bleeding in. Albrecht, actually, you see him pull up. He's all the way at the end of the line because he's not. He's suspended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he was, working his own. Yeah, he he just, probably had his scanner, police scanner exactly. on. So he's, like, showing up. And he knows it's devil's night. So he knows shit's going to be going down tonight. Right. So, uh, yeah, Eric's running away on the rooftops because the cops come up. They try to shoot shoot at him, but he slips away and up onto the roofs, and he's doing his whole, you know, running across the rooftop bit. But they've got a helicopter out there on him. So, you know, Eric's got to – he's got to do his nice little swanton bomb into the alley again. And just so happens that only the helicopter and Elbricht are capable of following him. Right. I, they've got – Maybe that mind meld thing. Mind yeah. meld, yeah. So he he can just so sense he's like he's hop at. in. So air cops in. They get away. They literally go down <laughs> the street, and then but, man, Albert, there's so many of those fucking alleys in Detroit. You can't just, make, There's yeah. too many. What did he, he like? Ran into something, right? He got hit. He got hit by somebody. I Albert 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 just pulls over. I think he's, he's like. Just, I think we lost him. Oh, okay. And then he looks over, and then Eric's gone. Yeah, he went down to, like, adjust the radio. He's like, I don't like this Moloch guy. He's too much devil for me. And, yeah, he was just gone. And he's like, I knew he was going to do that. Oh. He got blood on my fucking leather seat. Dude, there was so much blood on that. Yeah, yeah, well, he, he was did. shot 465 times. 465 times, of course. Of course. So TV, uh, Top Dollar and uh, Grange and Micah, they're, they're, they're having a powwow. They're like, how can we stop this fucking crow guy? And Grange is like, well, did you notice there's always a crow every time he shows up? Yeah. Maybe if we kill the crow, we destroy the man. Ooh. He's like, good enough for anything else. I guess we'll try it. <laughs> they just linger on that for a moment when Eric, he's going over to Shelly's grave. Well, because guess. he's done. His job is done. He's killed all the men who raped and murdered yeah. him and his girlfriend. That's right. And so he, doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck at all about what's going on with the arson and shit. He doesn't, he doesn't have any Detroit pride. Well, maybe this is his deal. He doesn't know the rules yet of being the crow, so he's like, okay, I got my vengeance, so maybe I just go back well, home. Well, he got now? his vengeance, but he didn't get the crow's vengeance oh. because we learn later that Top Dollar, everything that happens in Detroit happens Top Dollar knows about. So he's so he, Pretty the crow much. still wants him to take out Top Dollar because he's ready to just take a dirt nap. He's yeah. like, I've done it all. You know? Yeah, uh, Top Dollar's directing it and everything. So, but, uh, so, the, so he's just kind of like, all right, time to go to sleep. Yep. And of course, he, sleeping uh, sleeping is on everyone's mind right now. And Sarah shows up. She's sleeping on the grave so, too, yeah, waiting she, for him because she, she knows <laughs> for some reason. And he's just like, Sarah, uh, it's. Time for me to go. I've done my job. I want you to have this ring that I gave the love of my life. Yep. And they hear it starting over, playing in the Beautiful. background. Beautiful. And she's like, I'll never forget you, Eric. Yes, that's my name. Yeah. So he's he's ready. She's so she's like leaving the cemetery. Yep. Grange is watching. Oh, yeah. Erica, of course, he's just moaning, crying over Shelly's body, so he's not paying any attention to this. And Grange is like, well, he, she must mean something to him. She's gave him her, he just gave her a ring, so he yeah. grabs her. 
And then there's a church right. It's a graveyard. So there's a church yep. right next. Yep. Gigantic fucking Batman church. Oh, of course, we got. We actually do have quite a few of those downtown. And they, he drags her in there, and then he's like, "Eric, bastard!" And he hears that, and he's like, "I guess my job's not done." <laughs> so he follows her in the church. Grange's waiting. He's got the sniper rifle. He sees that crow fly in the church, shoots it. No pun intended. He just wings it. Okay. Because he just hits the shoulder of the fucking crow. So the crow's not dead. Yeah. He's injured, but the crow can still handle a gun because he's just shot in the shoulder. Yeah. But he's weakened. And now somehow the crow, I guess the crow is dying because he loses immortality. This is, you got to, we got to straighten this up. Call him Eric because now the crow, the actual crow that's been leading Eric around plays a role in this as well. That's what I was talking about. I was talking that's, about the crow. It's confusing, right. though, because <laughs> right. you're talking about crow and the right. crow. No, I meant the crow. The bird gets shot. Thank you. In the shoulder. Exactly. And you could have said, like, wing or something, but. I did. You said wings them. Yeah. Use it as a verb instead of a noun. I know. That was the joke. That was the joke. It's but joke. It's confusing. Joke. So yeah, the, so the crow creature of the, the bird crow animal has been shot and it's injured, thus negating the immortality that yeah. Eric had. And Micah steals the crow as well, right? Because she's a witch. She wants that power. She, she wants, wants the, the power. power of the crow. She's gonna eat those eyeballs. You know she's gonna eat them. And well, turn around is fair play, but we'll get to that later. So, uh, fucking, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, Eric. You see, he hasn't hundred percent lost his powers yet. They're dwindling away right now. So well, he Eric, get, he gets shot and he's bleeding now, and it's yeah. not healing. Eric actually gets up and confronts Top Dollar, who's standing at like the fucking uh, the the church, the the fucking the big old church podium thing with the cross on it. So he confronts Top Dollar, who shoots him several more times. And Eric's you no know, used to getting shot and all that shit. He's not. He doesn't understand his powers have been dripped away. So he gets shot. He ends up running away and taking cover. And thankfully, uh, you know, he's realizing it's not healing. But Albrecht shows up. Actually, he shoots Grange, kills him. Yep. Gets shot in the process. Yep. So he's fucked up. And he's just like, we see Micah grabs a crow and she's going up the bell tower. And I think, and so is uh, this, Top Dollar's going up there. And this is where we finally get revealed, because Albrecht's asking, you know, like, hey, how you holding up there? And he's like, well, and he shows him, like, he's still bleeding profusely. Yeah, he's like, I'm pretty fucked up, actually. I'm, I'm not immortal anymore. So you're thinking that Albrecht, this is the Albrecht show now, but Albrecht's fucked up, too. So right. this is so this is not like, going well. You go get him, kid, because they still have Sarah. Yes. And so Micah, she's just consumed by that fucking, fucking crow. And the crow is consumed by her because he starts pecking the bitch's eyes out. He's like, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, Eric Eric uh, gets up there and he squares off with Micah. I like this. Top Dollar's just like, yeah, just get down there with her. I don't give a shit. Right. So, like, uh, uh, Top Dollar goes up to the roofs with Shelly or uh, Sarah, dug up the corpse, goes up to the roof with Sarah, uh, and Grange dead at this point. So we just have Mike. Yeah, Micah's sitting at that bell tower waiting for Eric to get up there, and they're like squaring off. And yeah, the crow just starts fucking be- pecking her. One eye deserves another. Wait, yeah. one eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Tooth, beak for a beak. Beak for a beak. Mm. Yeah, and then she, I think she just falls off the, the stairs. Yeah, she just falls down. So we're the standoff. Top of the, 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 they're on the roof now. of The church. It's like a million. It's like a fucking Gotham church. It's five million stories high. Oh yeah. 
It's raining profusely as always. Raining profusely. And fucking Taparella just hurls Sarah away. She slides down the roof. She's hanging, clinging by the shingles. Yeah. She's like, Eric! Eric's just not going to bother with her because there's bigger fish to fry at the moment. You know, she he recognizes Well, this Sarah's is this is where Top Dollar lets him know, nothing in Detroit happens on my say-so. Yeah. So it's my fault you got killed. They're having one of those fights where it's like, hey, let's explain some of the plot of the movie, like right. the background of the movie, while we fight. Right. And so uh, Top Dollar, of course, came with the sword. He's He's got a cool sword with him. I, I don't think it was his rapier from earlier. I don't I remember what kind of rapier. sword. Okay. And Eric needs to get himself a sword, so he goes over. There's like a lightning rod thing on the church, so he takes that down. Shaped like a cross. Yep, and he's using that as a sword. And they're going back and forth. But, you know, a lightning rod is not a sword. It's just not 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 made for sword fighting. And besides, Eric doesn't train under the blade like uh, Top Dollar clearly has. And we know Top Dollar is fucking, he's yummed up on the coke. He's all yummied up. So, you know, we see him like five moves ahead. And then I think Sarah like distracts. Yeah, Sarah. Crow. Well, she is about to die. So she shrieks out, which cuts right through uh, Eric's primal instincts to murder a man. Right. So he turns around, yep. gives him his back. Classic. This is classic. And then Top Dog grabs a fucking. Yeah, there's a folding chair up on there for some reason. Chair shots fucking Eric and then stabs him right through his torso. Yep. So Eric collapses. Ah! They're right on the uh, right on the edge. There's a nice like chimney right there that Eric leans back on, and yeah, uh, uh, Top Dollar just starts like cutting this promo over Eric's dying body, you know. And you dead son, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, yeah, he, I'm gonna have some more of that yummy coke. He was talking about. He's like, I really appreciate your guts. I haven't had a formidable opponent in years. Is that Southern? That, that felt that was, Southern. That was like Foghorn Leghorn. I say, I say, boy. <laughs> I say, southern. I say, you're going to die, boy. <laughs> so get yourself some grits because you're about to meet the Crips. And then Eric goes, well, well really? Well, if I'm going to die, I want to leave you a little something, something to remember me by. And then he does that fucking Vulcan mind melt. <laughs> and that's... Puts all the pain that Shelly had went through, that 30 hours. 30 hours. <laughs> and it goes all in the fucking top dollars. And there ain't no amount of coke that can negate that. Oh, no. No, you're going to be chasing the dragon for the rest of your life to get those dreams out of your head. So he goes, ah, and slips and then falls right off the fucking down the bell tower, I think. I yeah. Don't well, no, yeah. It was... No, he falls off the side because he lands on a spire that's like. Just happened to be there. Yeah, just, just happened to be there. there. Yeah. That's and how the uh, dies. And then Eric saves fucking, uh, you keep writing Shelly, but it's there. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you said it early in the episode, <laughs> the S names, man. <laughs> and we go back to find Albrick. He's, everybody's been shot and dying. And he's just like, Eric, Eric's like, hey, I think you need hey, one. No, I did it right there. Lights up a fucking cigarette, hands it to him. I think I'm going to quit these. Yeah, I like that. So uh, after that nice touching moment, Sarah, uh, Eric leaves Sarah with um, Albrecht. He's, he does the fucking Shokazugi again. He disappears. Yep, disappears, and he's like he's stumbling. He's on that Shelly's grave. Yep, he returns to Shelly's grave, and he, he just he passes out right there, and it's just, the rain continues to pour. you think the rain would stop. All the evil has been slayed on Devil's oh. Night. But, uh, no, it, it's still raining, and he's just passed out. He's touching Shelly's grave, and he's just saying, murmuring some words, sweet nothings, like, I should have married you when I had the chance. And, he goes, and then 
lo and behold, like a Valkyrie, she just floats down like an angel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Eric, you've done you've done what you were sent here to do. It's time to be with me in heaven. Yeah. And then Eric goes, send it in. He rolls over. He's got a he's pitching a tent. Got some fucking ice cubes. Let's do this. <laughs> so I mean, we haven't seen a graveyard bang since uh, Angel Town. We get we get the second one here. We saw close to a graveyard bang last week in Return of the. That's Heaven right. Day. We that did. Was just an, a, 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 a yummy on a body. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do it. They just groped a woman to death. Did we yeah. ever talk about that? Oh, Linnea Quigley trashes character. She's groped to death because yeah. she has no bite marks on her at all when she no. becomes a zombie. No. They Can't. just squeeze her to death. They just squeezed her to death. <laughs> she she easily – she told us, the told the audience, hey, here's the problem. That's that's what's going to kill me. So she had a heart attack when it happened. It had to be. I would. It had to be. So, yes, yeah, so then he goes off to heaven, and then we get a little voiceover from Sarah about some bullshit about a crow and love. Well, she and... goes and checks on the grave, uh, and a crow returns the ring because oh, she had lost yeah. the ring. So she got the ring Stupid back. Stupid kid. How many times are you going to lose a fucking That's why you don't give jewelry to a kid. Well, fucking uh, Top Dollar stole it from her. Yeah, that's He's what like, she, that's oh, what she said. I think she dropped it. What is this, a quarter ring? Snapped it off, threw it off the roof or something. Okay, so Schlocktober is over. And... Uh, we don't have a movie plan, so I'm going to call an audible here, Griff. Wait, how do you call an audible when there's nothing? Because I have an idea. That's just an idea. It's not an audible. What? You, if we have nothing, you can't audible. To audible, you have to have something. I have something. We don't have something. I have something. So, That's why I'm calling an audible to you. Oh, okay. So you had something in what? mind. This I want this cut too from the end because this is no. Irritating we're leaving this. We need people to hear this frustration. <laughs> we're going. We haven't. When's the last time we did a Golden Globus movie, Griff? Fourteen years ago. Like in our first year of well, this podcast. That's change because we got to go back. It's been too long. We've had this theory and I think we've been proven right that Michael Dudikoff is nothing without Steve James yes this is 100% and we're gonna prove it next week because we're gonna we're gonna finally do the final movie of the American Ninja Saga oh my god which Steve James is not in and Dudikoff's only in it for a cup of coffee I forget who the guy is that who remember the guy who replaced Dudikoff for the third one I don't not no we're going to do American Ninja 4, the end of the saga, the movie that killed the American Ninja series. Because when Steve James was in it, they're like, why are we doing this? Yeah. So that'll be, we're, we're returning to action next week. And oh, and by the way, Thanksgiving's coming up, so we're going to be doing our th- usual thing where we're going to let you guys decide what our Thanksgiving episode is. So ha- pay attention to our Twitter, because when I put it up, you guys can, it's, it's the usual thing. You're going to give us suggestions. We're going to pick the top four, we're going to do a poll, and you're going to pick our Thanksgiving episode. So remember that, too. Pay attention to our social media that day, because Lord knows (laughs) we don't. And we'll see you next week for American Ninja 4. Keep it warm.